Friends, welcome. You are here for episode 95 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And I am so excited you're here, whether this is your first time listening or you've been listening to 95 episodes so far. Well, 94 episodes so far. I'm so glad that you are here. We are talking today about a really, really a difficult topic, um, but one that hits all of us. Maybe not every day, hopefully not every day, maybe not even in the season you're currently going through with your family and your life. But at some point, we all hit a wall. We all get to that point where we're just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I don't want to make another meal. I don't want to clean up the playroom. I don't want to have this difficult conversation with my husband. I'm worn out. I'm exhausted. I am just not in the mood. And I I know for me, (laughs) I think this topic is front and center on my mind because I'm about, when I'm recording this, um, I'm about three weeks postpartum. We have a sweet new baby boy (laughs) who is a delight for our family. Um, But, you know, if you've had kids before, it's really not the most enjoyable experience to get a lot less sleep and to listen to a baby crying all the time. (laughs) And try to actually live life and still have quality time with your other kids and your husband and let alone maybe go to church once in a while. It's a lot in this season. And there have been many a days where, many a days, many a, many days, I'll say that, where the baby blues have really hit hard, where I'm just feeling worn out. Like, I don't want to have patience right now. I don't want to show compassion right now. I just want to go be alone and take a nap or take a shower or all these things. And this is not the only season of life where we experience that sort of emotional state, especially when you have little kids in the home. Uh, There's a lot of statistics that show that's one of the most difficult seasons in a woman's life. In a marriage, it's incredibly difficult, Uh, typically the hardest season as far as marital satisfaction. Um, It's difficult for our self-care and our mental health. It's difficult for balancing life because little kids take a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of patience. But even as they get older, it doesn't necessarily get easier. It does in some ways, but it gets harder in other ways. Family life is tiring. (laughs) That is true for all of us. But here's the rub, my friends. Just because we're tired or just because emotionally we're in the moment of just saying, I don't care. I don't want to do this. I'm burnt out. I need support. That does not actually give us an excuse to step back from loving our people. And we don't want it to. We don't want to let our relationships slip just because we're in a season of, you know, everyone is sick and we're just tired of it. <laughs> or it's the back to school chaos and anxiety and stress and we're tired of it. Or we just had a baby and we're tired of it. We don't actually want our relationships to slip. We want them to just stay on autopilot and we don't really have to think about it. That's just not how real life works. So today we are going to talk through some practical tips for how to continue those relationships, continue loving your people well, loving your kids, your husband, yourself, even the Lord, even when emotionally you're just not feeling it. So if that's you right now, you definitely want to stick around for this episode. (laughs) 
If that's been you in the past, then you know it'll probably be you again in the future. Or maybe you have a friend where you're like, she is just tired right now. Let me copy this link and send her a text because she might need some encouragement. It is my goal today to encourage all of us with the word of the Lord and to offer some practical ideas for how to love our people well, even when we're worn out, exhausted, and we're just not in the mood. So friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, I have to say, friends, as we jump into this conversation, I'm really enjoying being behind the mic again. Hello. If you have listened for a while, I know I have mentioned that uh, I was having a baby last month, and so I pre-recorded quite a few episodes so that the podcast wouldn't have to take a break, but mama could take a break, (laughs) that I would not have to feel any sort of pressure of getting behind the mic or planning a topic or anything like that. Um, But I will say it feels really good to be back here talking to you in what feels a little more like real time for me. And uh, yeah, so I am excited for our conversation today. And um, one of the things I thought about, many things I have thought about as I've been, you know, nursing in the middle of the night and all the things you do with a newborn. But one of the things I thought about for the podcast is I want to try to highlight other episodes that relate to our current topic. So that if you're listening right now and you're thinking, yes, oh my gosh, I am worn out, I need some help, I need some encouragement, you have a few other episodes you can just quickly hop back to um, either on the website, which is loveyourpeoplewell.com slash podcast, or to just right there in your podcast app, you know, scroll back and find an earlier episode if you need some additional encouragement in the same theme or the same topic. And so with our topic today, as we're looking at feeling just totally worn out, burnt out, exhausted, and still wanting to build into and bless and strengthen our family relationships, there are a few other episodes that I would suggest if you are kind of in that boat right now. Um, Episode 50 was titled Marriage and Motherhood, Why It's So Hard, Why It Matters So Much, and My Number One Tip for Doing It All Well. That could be a great resource for you. Episode 60 was what if you're the only one trying five steps to setting goals and creating change in your family relationships. And then episode 69, uh, which actually I heard from several of you that that was a really helpful and encouraging episode. But if you haven't listened to it yet, or you want to go back and be refreshed, um, episode 69 was titled Daily Sacrifice is the Reality of a Christian Mom, but how do we do it joyfully? So those might be some great episodes to circle back to. Um, I will put links to them in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 095. This is episode 95. Um, And then I also want to highlight a free resource for you. Um, We have a five-day email course with a simple email every day called The Five Tools Every Busy Mom Needs to Move Her Family from Autopilot to Intimacy. And so if you are feeling like I'm just kind of stuck in these relationships, I don't have the energy, I don't want to deal with this right now, 
the five tools might be a really helpful, very straightforward, very simple resource for you. It's a simple email every day with a little blurb of encouragement, a link to like a four minute video from me explaining the tool and how to use it and a link to a PDF. Um, I think they're all one page. There might be one that's two pages. I don't know. Short and simple PDF to help you think through this tool. How does it apply to my family? And by the end of the five days, you'll walk away with an action plan that's actually realistic for your family, your emotional state to try to get those relationships um, kind of out of the rut, you know, to reconnect with your people. And um, you can find that online at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash tools. But again, I'll have the link um, in the show notes for today. So those are some resources for you. Of course, we have plenty of other good stuff, devotionals and things like that on the website. But um, let me give my usual disclaimer. I haven't recorded an episode in a while. I don't want to forget these things. Um, I am a therapist. So this is a topic I talk through all the time with women who are just feeling totally burnt out in their relationships. So I am a therapist, but of course, this podcast and the resources from Love Your People Well, this is not therapy. I'm not your therapist. Um, this is informational, educational, hopefully encouraging and helpful. <laughs> um, but if you do think counseling might be helpful for you, I have some earlier episodes about how to get connected with a great counselor. So you can find that link in the description for this podcast episode or um, on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com. So we've got all of that. You've got some resources. Let's remind ourselves before we jump into some practical ways to love our people well, let's just all remind ourselves that it's okay and totally normal to feel exhausted sometimes by family life, to feel exhausted in your marriage, to feel exhausted in motherhood, uh, really just to feel exhausted in life. There are there are biological reasons for this. Our hormones have a lot to do with how we're feeling, how we're connecting with people. Um, even things like how much sleep are we getting? What is our diet like? How much exercise are we getting? These things impact our mental health, our emotional health. How are we feeling about day-to-day -day life? And we know from what Jesus tells us in the Bible that in this world, we will have trouble. We cannot expect life to go smoothly just because we're doing everything right. And that assumes we're doing everything right, which we all know we sometimes fall short of that goal. Whether we're doing everything right or we are totally messing everything up, no matter what our efforts are, the reality is we live in a broken world. And that impacts our hormones. That impacts how we live day to day. The other people that we want these great relationships with our kids, our husband, our friends, they're not perfect people either. They're going to push our buttons. They're going to lose their temper. They're going to be impatient. They're going to act in ways that wear us out and tire us out and don't necessarily put us in the mood to show a great deal of compassion or grace or, or loving kindness. And so I want to start our conversation today by just acknowledging that truth. If you are feeling exhausted, you're not alone. But also, it will not last forever. We know from John 16, as Jesus is talking with his disciples, that yes, in this world we will have trouble. But if we are connected with the Lord, if we are living our life in Christ and for Christ, again, I don't mean that we're doing that perfectly, 
but he's doing it perfectly. He's holding on to us far better than we are holding on to him. Then we can be confident he has overcome the world. He has overcome the troubles and the trials and the temptations and the sin of our life and the world as a whole. And so as we press into our relationship with him, as we rest in his truth and his um, and our relationship with him, we can experience peace and joy and we can show compassion and kindness and patience even when we don't think we have it in us because we don't have it in us, but he has it in him and his spirit lives in us. And so regardless of what practical steps we're going to talk about today and you may find helpful with your family, it really boils down to diving into that relationship with the Lord. If you are feeling exhausted, cry out to Jesus. If you are feeling just worn out by your relationships and the things that people are requiring of you or asking of you, call out to the Lord. If you're not in the mood to make dinner or to deal with your kids whining or to plan a date night with your husband or whatever it is, you're just not in the mood, take that to the Lord. He has the strength. He has the peace. He has the grace that we need to live life and live out our relationships in the best possible way. So I want to start with that um, encouragement and just that normalcy that you are not alone if you are feeling totally worn out and worn down. And um, and so the, the practical steps that I want to share today are things that uh, I'm not going to say they're easy because when we're feeling totally worn out, nothing feels easy, but they are helpful. They are important. And I do think they are realistic. Maybe you can't do all of them every day, all day, but finding something that you can hold on to in a season of just total burnout, that's great. That is a blessing. You want to move forward with whatever step you feel like you actually can do. And then often you'll be amazed at what the Lord will do with that simple act of obedience. He will do way more than you think he will. Um, So let's talk about some of those practical steps. And again, I, I know I already mentioned, like this is stemming from my own personal experience in the last few weeks, having a newborn, being tired, having many days where I have lost my temper with the kids, or I'm just like, I don't, I don't have time or energy for this conversation. Like, There have been many moments where I have gone to bed thinking, I did not love my people well today in the way that I wanted to. And so these are all things that I have been thinking about, praying about, trying to do more consistently and failing at many, many times. And so just know that's kind of where this is coming from. (laughs) And so you might hear one thing that you take away from today. That's awesome. Um, I do not at all want you to feel a sense of overwhelm, like, oh my gosh, I can't do all of this. Now I'm even more worn out and exhausted. That is absolutely not the goal. (laughs) My goal is to offer some ideas so that you can either jumpstart and you, hey, maybe you come up with your own idea after that. Awesome. Or you can find one thing maybe to hold on to. But the first step, the first um, practical tip that I would highlight here is to, in your own head, this does not even have to be out loud. Hopefully it could be out loud. Um, if you get to that place, but I have found it really meaningful to focus my thoughts on gratitude. When I notice my thoughts or my mouth grumbling and complaining, 
to try to shift that focus. What am I thankful for? My toddlers, as you can imagine, with the newborn coming home, they've actually done really well, but there have been many a temper tantrum and, you know, a little bit of increased crankiness. They want more attention. They want more time with mommy and daddy. And that's frustrating, especially when you didn't get a whole lot of sleep and they're up early and, you know, breakfast isn't perfect and blah, 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 that they're going to complain about. Those are the moments I find myself most likely to lose my patience. (laughs) That early morning, like, I can't handle this right now. But trying to shift my thoughts to gratitude. I am thankful that I get to have breakfast with my kids, that we have the food to put on the table, that they love to help, you know, change their brother's diapers. Like, they want to help with these things. There are so many things that I am thankful for. And reminding myself of those things And even writing them down or speaking them out loud is so helpful to often to change that emotional state. Like it does give me a little bit more positive energy. But even if it doesn't, even if I'm still feeling like, oh, this is just a drag right now. I don't really feel this right now. It is intentionally shifting the focus toward things that are good, things that are beautiful, things that are true. And it gives me that motivation or that reminder to then say that word of kindness to my child or um, hold my tongue so that I don't criticize or whatever it might be. So mentally, and then if you can, even writing it down or speaking it out loud, that gratitude list, even if it's just one thing in the moment, that can go a long way. And if there's nothing in that exact moment that you can find yourself to be thankful for, Just reflect on scripture or reflect on the past. I can be so thankful with my current newborn that, um, like, how did the Lord get me through having three newborns? I had triplets. We survived that. So we can survive this. Like, sometimes we need to think backwards to say, oh, I'm thankful for this thing in the past. If in the moment right in front of us, we're having a lot of trouble moving out of grumbling and toward gratitude. So that mental and written and spoken gratitude list goes a long way. The second tip that I would have is to bite your tongue. When you are exhausted and you are burnt out, our emotions get the best of us and they so easily flow off of our tongue. I mean, Jesus tells us that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I might think critical thoughts or impatient thoughts. That's not good. I do want to deal with my thought life there. But if I can at least bite my tongue, and sometimes this is literal, that I have, I'll bite my tongue, (laughs) or I'll, you know, move myself out of the room to go distract myself, but to do something physical to stop myself from saying the impatient thing or the criticism or whatever it might be, that can go a long way toward loving my people well. They don't need to know the negative thought that's in my head especially when that negative thought is really just there because I'm tired and I'm worn out. And it's not not typically at that point the best representation of how I'm actually thinking and feeling about that person or that situation or that relationship. So my friend, when you are worn out, bite your tongue. Like literally pause and stop yourself before you say, maybe before you say anything, if you're totally just exhausted and burnt out. Um, But at least if you can notice, like, this is not a helpful comment, or this is not a positive comment. It might be a comment I need to make, but I can still bite my tongue and reconsider, how am I going to say this? Is now really the best time 
to, you know, criticize my husband for how he put away the plates. He emptied the dishwasher. Let's talk about the gratitude. He emptied the dishwasher. I'm thankful. And I can bite my tongue if he puts the bowls in the wrong spot because who cares? Maybe later in the future, even in 10 minutes, I need to say, hey, by the way, I really prefer if they're over there on that side of the cabinet. But I can say that calmly. I can say that kindly. But in the moment, if I'm frustrated, I'm not going to say it calmly. I'm not going to say it kindly. So my friend, bite your tongue if you need to and expect that you will need to at times. Number three here is to give love in the way that you can. So if you are emotionally exhausted, you might want to focus with your husband, with your kids on physical touch. You might not have emotional energy to give, but you can give a hug. You can hold someone's hand. You can stroke your kid's hair. You can physically show them that love. But you might be in a season where you're physically worn out. Um, You've been, you know, burning the candle at both ends. You're not getting a lot of sleep. You've got toddlers all over you, tugging at your legs and your arms and hugging you. And you're physically just touched out or worn out. Well, maybe at that point you focus on your words, your words of affirmation to your husband, to your kids, to yourself. There are so many different ways we can show love to people and we don't need to do the same thing all the time. So it's worth considering what sort of exhausted am I? Am I physically exhausted or emotionally exhausted or maybe just mentally exhausted? Like I don't have the thought capacity to process like a real conversation right now with my husband that has happened to me over these last few weeks where I can say, hey, let's sit next to each other and watch a TV show. That's not necessarily the best way to get quality time, but that's what I can offer right now. And that's better than nothing or it's better than trying to have a conversation and I'm just zoned out and that's probably frustrating for him. And so consider how am I exhausted right now? And is there a different way that I can give love to these people who need that connection and that encouragement and that affirmation. It might be giving more words because you just don't have the energy to do something for them. It might be um, hugging and stroking hair, like I said. It might be having a long conversation and giving that, that quality time and that kind of emotional and mental connection because it's more of a physical exhaustion. You can lay on the couch and have a conversation. But consider what exactly am I feeling right now? And where do I have a little bit of energy that I could offer? And here's my next step, friends. You've heard this before and you've probably thought, Jessica, if I could do this, then I wouldn't be so exhausted. But hear me out. Here's the reality. Take care of yourself, my friend. When you are in a season of being just exhausted and worn out, you need to take care of yourself. You need to sleep. And if you can't sleep, then rest, lay down and rest, do something totally mindless or that really just refreshes you mentally or emotionally. Um, You know, take that to-do list that feels a mile long and rip it up. And you know what? If you don't remember what was on the list, then it couldn't have been that important in the first place. Or set it aside if you really can't rip it up. (laughs) Set it aside. The chore list, the work list, the household to-do list, all the stuff, set it aside get some sleep, get some rest, read something fun, take a hot shower. Even if it is really small, do what you can do to take care of yourself. But I will say here with the podcast, I've already mentioned, it's really fun to get back behind the mic. 
um, and I'm enjoying this, but there have been many moments over the last, especially the last week, now that I'm, you know, I'm enough postpartum that I'm feeling more normal and more okay. <laughs> there have been many moments where I'm like, ooh, I have a break. Ooh, I should record a podcast episode. And I've had to say, no, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to take a nap. And I don't always actually sleep or whatever. And I am not showering every day yet. Um, I am putting on deodorant every day. You know, this is a little TMI. I guess I haven't recorded in a while. <laughs> but we've all been there. We've all been in that season where you're like, can I just get a shower? Can I just sit down for five minutes? And if you need to say, hey, kiddo, we'll put on your shoes in five minutes. We'll be five minutes late to that activity, whatever. I need to sit down, then do it. You will stay exhausted and worn out if you are not taking care of yourself. I have two more ideas for you here, my friends. Our next one is to apologize often. Now, I don't mean necessarily apologize for your emotions. If you're feeling angry, there's probably a reason for that. If you're feeling impatient, there's probably a reason for that. We don't typically need to apologize for having the emotions. We need to apologize for <laughs> how we're handling those emotions. So we need to acknowledge, okay, I might feel impatient. There might even be valid reasons for that because my kids are whining or they're not handling themselves well. But I still need to apologize that I uh, criticized them or I still need to apologize that I lost my temper or whatever it might be. We need to be ready in these seasons of exhaustion to apologize more, not less. Um, again, not, not apologizing like, oh, I just didn't have the energy to make dinner. That's fine. That might be totally normal. But if you put in the energy and you made dinner and the whole time you were just grumbling and complaining or, you know, your kids wanted to help and you were just shooing them away, get out of here. I don't have time for this. You're not helpful. You know, saying hurtful comments or anything like that. Those are the things we need to apologize for. And yes, we need to apologize to our kids, not just our husband. We often need to apologize to ourselves to say, oh gosh, I didn't handle that very well. And we can pray through that with the Lord and confess it to him. And we often need to apologize to our kids in an age appropriate way, of course. But to say, hey, honey, I lost my patience. I am so sorry. I should not have said that. I should not have done that or you know, whatever it is. So be ready to apologize. You will feel better and it will bless and help those relationships and your people to apologize often. And then my final tip here, which I have really tried to be intentional about these last few weeks, and it's been harder than I thought it would be, is to slow down. Slow down yourself, slow down your family, slow down your schedule. Everyone, if at all possible, when it's a season where mom, probably everyone, but at least mom is exhausted and worn out, cancel some things that are normally on the schedule. Get takeout instead of making the meal. Have more screen time than you might typically think is appropriate. Slow things down. Because the goal is not we're creating a new routine for our family right now. The goal is we're surviving and we want to protect our relationships, maybe even move them forward, but at least stop them from sliding backwards. And we just need to pause. We just need to reconnect. And slowing down really can go a long way toward recharging your own batteries. Now, I will say, 
getting out of the house after, you know, having a baby and life is kind of crazy with three toddlers and a newborn, getting out of the house feels really good. Like I went to an event at church, a small, like the start of my small group thing. And it was so encouraging and so wonderful, but it was also a good reminder that like, I can't do this every day right now. It took so much energy to get everything ready and get out of the house and get there and blah, blah, blah. And, and I needed to remind myself this was good. I'm glad I did it and I'm not doing it again tomorrow. (laughs) I'm not going to try to push myself. And so whatever's going on in your life right now, especially if it is the thing or the event that is exhausting you, slow down. It's okay to say no. It's okay to cancel some things. It's good to ask for help. Ask someone to come over and help with your laundry. Ask someone to make you a meal or get some takeout or whatever it is. It's good and healthy to slow down during these seasons so that you can recharge, re-energize, and then get back to life in a more typical way. So friends, let's recap some of these ideas for how to continue loving your people even when you're feeling totally emotionally drained. Focus on gratitude, bite your tongue, Give love in the way that you can. So if you're emotionally exhausted, focus on physical touch. If you're physically exhausted, focus on a conversation or words of affirmation. Give love in the way that you actually can in that moment, in that season. Take care of yourself. Get sleep. Eat some vegetables. Take a hot shower. Apologize often, um, especially for how you might be handling things in not quite the best way. And finally, slow down. Cancel some things. Get the whole family on board with slowing down. Have a lot of family movie nights or, you know, whatever it might be. Go to bed at seven o'clock if you need to and you can. Slow things down. And friends, I would I would love to pray for you. If you are in a season of feeling totally exhausted and overwhelmed, send me an email or hop into the Facebook group and let us know or send me a DM on Instagram. Like just let me know because I would love to be praying for you to be praying for God to bless your marriage and your motherhood, for God to give you that energy to reorient you or re-energize you or whatever it is that you need. I would love to be praying for you. So please let me know if there are ways I can be praying for you or we as a community, um, especially in the Facebook group, can be praying for each other. And just try to find one thing that you can focus on. You probably can't do all six of these ideas tomorrow if you're feeling totally exhausted, but can you do one of them or can you do one of them for five minutes? It does not need to be a total revamp of what life looks like because you're not in a season where that's realistic. So just focus on what you can and cover it in prayer. Rest in the Lord through this season because he will carry you through and get you to the other side. And our goal here is just to continue to invest in those relationships until you're on the other side and you have the energy back and you can be a lot more intentional or creative or whatever to really grow and strengthen those relationships. My friends, you can always find the show notes for today's episode with kind of a blog post style recap here and some links to those resources, other episodes on a similar topic. Um, a link to the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy, Um, a link to other resources. All of that is in the show notes at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero nine five. 
And we will be back on Friday with our Friday faith follow-up to continue some encouragement here for these seasons of life where we are totally exhausted. But until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.